Well, hey, Bridge fam, welcome to the online Bridge experience. And we are so glad that you chose to join us today. And we would love to get you connected here at the Bridge. Now, there's a few different ways to get connected. One is through our social media platforms. You can go to thebridge.me, scroll to the bottom of any page, and you can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Find out what's going on, what's coming up. So many great ways. You can also text the number on the screen to get updates, get reminders. You know, sometimes I don't remember what day of the week it is. Like, oh, wow, tomorrow's Sunday. Church might be here. Or, oh, wow, we're talking about this at series. I got to make sure to log on so I can watch whatever uh, talk is going on at the bridge. And then you can always connect with us on bridge.me slash get connected with our e-news. This is a great weekly reminder just to remind you of what's going on, what's coming up. So many things are going on at the bridge, especially as school comes back up. If you've got kids, man, there's so much going on, whether they're students, elementary school, preschool, be sure to be a part of our e-news subscription. Now, speaking of kids, we are right in the middle of our The Struggle is Real, okay? Now, if you have kids, just go ahead and raise your hand before I even ask this next question. Do you struggle at times with your kids? Just go ahead, do the wave emoji, whatever it is, or the, the blank stare emoji. I always use that whenever I'm talking about my kids because the struggle is real. Now, Kenny kicked us off last week with this series talking about making it personal. So be sure if you missed it, go back and watch that one. He talks a lot about how we can't help anybody, especially our children, if we're not helping ourselves first. So make sure you check that out. It's incredible. And we're going to continue it today. But before we get into it, I love to laugh. I love to laugh at other people's misfortunes. That's probably not the best thing or healthiest thing, but it brings me joy. So I want to show you a few different ways of parents failing, okay? Now, these are all pictures, so if you can relate to them, just go ahead and put like exclamation points when you see one that you can relate to, okay? Now, the first one starts off with family uh, photo shoots. Anybody like family photo shoots? Especially when somebody falls or gets injured. Look at this first couple here. I love this first couple here because the expression on their face is exactly the same. Their kid is millimeters from hitting the ground and they d don't even look like they're <laughs> bending down to try to catch them. They've accepted the fact that they've dropped their child and their child is just going to fall on the ground. Look at this next one. Who can relate to this one? I know I can. Uh, this child is probably in a, looks like they're in a Best Buy or a, a Home Depot or a Lowe's and they're potty training. Guess what? They gotta go, they see a potty. What are you gonna do? There's no plumbing system there. So that's, um, you just really pick up your child and leave the store as soon as possible. This next one cracks me up because you can tell dad was on a road trip. He said he was spitting sunflower seeds out the window. And then when he arrived to his destination, his sleeping daughter was in the back with when you guess it, chewed up sunflower seeds all over her face, all in her hair. That's disgusting. I don't know if I would have documented that one, but that's still hilarious. Now, this next one is classic dad mode. Dads, we love adventure. We love the thrill. And this dad thought, you know what? I'm going to give my daughter an incredible experience. And you know, the person taking this picture is not mom because mom would not have approved of this moment in this dad's life with his daughter. But sure enough, he gets on the rope, she's on his shoulders, and all you see are her legs in the foam below. That's hilarious. Uh, now this next one is funny, and I, I looked at it a few different times because there's so much going on in this picture. I don't know how this lady was holding this child. I can't figure it out. You can tell she's, she's panicking, obviously, because her uh, kid's head is closer to the ground than his feet, which is always scary uh, for a two-year-old. But look at dad's face. 
Dad is just kind of like, oh man, <laughs> look what's going on. That could be bad. It's just hilarious. And then the kid, the kid in the middle, you can tell the panic in his face too. He's swinging. It's supposed to be a good time, but you can see a sense of panic in his face. But regardless, um, I got to ask you this. How many of you have had parent fails? Anybody have parent fails who's watching? If you have, just go ahead and type in yes or give me a wave or something because we all experience parent fails at some point in our parenting experience. Now, I have three children, okay? Uh, one is 14, just turned 14 on Friday. One is 12 and one is nine. I have a boy and two girls. Now, I've had my share of parenting fails, especially when all three were under five, okay? My son may or may not have relieved himself as the second service was letting out and everybody's walking to go to their car. I, I don't know. And then when people try to stop him, he got mad at them because he needed to finish his business. I don't know what that was. He may or may not have pulled uh, the fire alarm to get the fire truck over here. Uh, he may or may not, my daughter may or may not have tried to put on makeup using whiteout and the whole side of her face was white. Um, she didn't miss a spot. Uh, both of my daughters on multiple occasions may or may not have uh, cut their own hair. I guess they thought we were doing uh, not as good financially, so they thought, well, let me just save on the haircut bills. But we all experience them. Now, as my children are over, those are cute, fun stories to laugh about fails. But as they get older, it seems like when they fail, there's bigger consequences. There's bigger things that happen that you're like, how am I supposed to deal with this? I can't afford therapy right now. What, what am I going to do? Because listen, no matter what age your child is, if you have a, a newborn, go ahead and wave at me. If you have an elementary school, preschool, uh, middle school student, high school student, maybe you're an empty nester. If you're an empty nester, find the bird emoji and just brag on it, okay? And listen, if you're here watching and you don't have children, here's what I want you to put. I want you to put time and money because you have lots of both. If you don't have any children, enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. But as we go through this parenting series, we're going to hear a lot of different truths that apply to parents, absolutely. But don't click off if you don't have children because these truths can apply to you and your relationships as well. But here's what I know about parents is that we are always on the job training. We are always learning for the first time because whatever phase a particular child is in is the first time that you've been in that situation. I've never had a 14-year-old before. I've never had two of my kids going into junior high at the same time before. No matter where you are, maybe you've never had a child going off to college. Maybe you've never had a child going into kindergarten. Maybe you've never had more than one child before. Because what I know is we are always learning. And how we learn that training is really going to determine the quality and direction of our lives and our children's lives. Now, we'll do lots of different things to try to figure out how do I accomplish? How do I keep these kids alive? How do we survive? Maybe even how do we thrive as parents? How can I get my children to thrive? And we'll look at other people, maybe some of our friends who have older kids than, than what we have, and we try to learn from them, and we look at their kids, and we're thinking, well, their kid's kind of messed up, so don't do whatever they're doing. You know, Ask them what they do and then do the opposite. Or maybe we'll even get desperate and we'll start watching uh, TV shows and thinking like, oh, yeah, Man, Full House, they, they, they have a lot of problems with their kids. Maybe I can learn a few things here and there. Or maybe we'll, we'll, we'll read books and we'll talk to other parents. Whatever you're doing, I'm sure is fine. Whatever you're doing, you're trying to make yourself a better parent. Everybody wants to be a better parent. But here's what I do know. There's no perfect people allowed, and we're going to mess up at times. 
and our kids are going to mess up at times. And here's the truth that I want you to remember as we go in, not just today, but throughout this whole series, is that God is pursuing you, that God is pursuing your child, that his love covers our mistakes, covers your children's mistakes, and that his grace is sufficient for you, it's sufficient for your spouse, and it is sufficient for your children. Now, last week, Kenny kicked us off and talked about how we're going to make it personal, that we're making it personal in our lives so that we can overflow and help engage and be intentional with our children, with our spouses, with our friends, and whatnot. And so today, what we're talking about is this. We are talking about widen the circle. Because when we widen the circle, here's what we mean. Pursuing strategic relationships for our kids. Pursuing strategic relationships for our kids, specifically outside of our home. Obviously, we influence our kids, but we're not the only influencers influencing our children. We know that. We're going to talk about that here in a second. But who are we surrounding our children with? especially adults? Is it people that are trustworthy? They can help guide our kids to where we want them to go. They can help them make the right decision, the wise choice, and really challenge them and motivate them and encourage them. Who are we surrounding our children with? That's called widening the circle because this truth Kenny introduced to us last week, and specifically it goes for today. Truth number one is this. You are the biggest influence in your child's life, but you're not the only one. You are the biggest influence in your child's life, but you are not the only influence. Now, this isn't a crazy statement, okay? This is pretty, you would believe it. You're not going to disagree with me here because, listen, if your child is on YouTube, they're being influenced. If they're on TikTok, they're being influenced. If they're on the Disney Channel, they're being influenced. If they're watching sports, they're being influenced. And in a couple weeks when they go back to school... Their other friends are going to influence them. This isn't a big surprise. We know that we aren't the only ones who influence our children. Now, let me hear you, let me let me tell you this is that it is okay that our children have outside influences. Now, I try to influence my kids as as much as I can, but I'm a child of the 80s and 90s, and we had certain sayings back in the day that we thought were cool. And you know, I'll come out with saying something like, oh, that's my jam, or man, that's that's pH fat. That's fat. You know, or, hey, we got to get out of here. Let's bounce. Remember that one? I know you do. When I say that in front of my kids, it's the like top 10 cringiest moments to them. They're like, oh, dad, what are you doing? You do not sound cool. Stop trying. Because what they do is they hit me with their terminology. And me and Shannon are always on Urban Dictionary trying to figure out what they're saying. Because I'll say something and they'll look at me and go, all right, bet. And I'm like, bet what? What are, we, what are we betting? You know, is it a game we're about to play? Or they'll say, oh, man, he scared me so bad. I was shook. What? What, what are you talking about? Or mom, this dinner was bussing. And I look at him. I'm like, what did you just say? And they're saying, I'm complimenting mom. I don't get it. I don't get it. I have to, they, they're always explaining to me what's going on. Now, if you're, if you're younger and, and you're laughing at me because I don't know, I don't care. Uh, I'm old, guys. I'm getting old. Okay, it's, it's getting, getting kind of sad. But your kids are influenced, and let me, hear me say this, it's okay if they're influenced, because you are still the greatest influence on your child. Now, the second truth is this. The second truth says, the older a child gets, the one thing out of your control is their choices. This is not a surprise either. If you just take a step back and look at that statement, is that the older a child gets, the more out of control we are of their choices, Think about when your kids were two. And if you have a two-year-old, you're in the terrible twos, and it seems like it's very difficult to persuade them, just wait. It gets a lot more difficult because you can guide them 
to make certain choices, to eat right and do that. And then next thing you know, they're in fourth grade and all of a sudden they're coming at you with an attitude. And then when they're in middle school, your persuasion is barely a flicker. Barely got a pulse here, okay? And then when they're in high school, they're practically grown so they know everything that needs to be known. So why would they need us as parents? I mean, it's just a matter of fact. And when we take a step back and we look at these first two truths and we say, okay, I want to widen the circle because I know I'm an influence, the biggest influence in my child's life, but I'm not the only influence in my child's life. And I know as they are getting older, they're, they're getting more um, responsible. They're getting more able to, to make their own choices and to, to go their own way. What am I to do with that? Because if we want to widen the circle, if we want to, to guide them the best way possible, we have to surround them with the right type of people that we trust, that we know we're going to say the same things that we're saying, they just say them in a, in a little bit of a different way. We have to ask ourselves a few different questions so that we're set up for the best possible scenario to guide our children, to help them make the wise choice so that then when they do go off to college, we're not at home you know, anxious, nervous because we're not sure of the kind of job that we did. Last week, Kenny was in Deuteronomy 6. Now, I want to bring this back up because it says a lot of big things. Now, here we go. This is Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 4. He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strengths. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Now, he's specifically talking to parents here. But look at the first three words of the verse, of this passage. It says, hear, O Israel. He doesn't say, hey, fathers, hey, mothers. He's saying, hear the whole nation. Because Hebrew culture was a community. They did things as a community, as a unit, as a family. He's not just talking to parents here when he's talking about passing down these truths of God to the next generation. He is talking to parents, but he's also talking to everyone else. He's talking to aunts. He's talking to uncles. He's talking to neighbors. He's talking to friends. This is a community. And he says, as you do this, all of you pass down my truths to the next generation. And this is so critical to involve that because once we realize we don't have to parent alone, that's when we begin to widen the circle. And to do that to the best of its ability to surround our children with the type of influencers that can follow God's command to make the wise choice, I want to ask three different questions today. Okay, three different questions that can really help us as parents surround our particular child, whether it's our firstborn, middle child, baby, with the right type of influencers. Okay, first question is this. What am I doing to enhance my child's relationship with me? What am I doing to enhance my child's relationship with me? Now, I have three different kids, and they're all Petersons, but they are all very, very different. And let me tell you about this verse before we get into that, because it says this in Ephesians 6. He says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Now, again, I have Noah is my oldest son. He's 14. Uh, we joke around a lot. And when I joke with him and, and we try to roast each other, as the kids are saying, he laughs. He thinks it's hilarious. He hits me back. I'll come at him and he hits me back and we're just joking, laughing, laughing. But if I had to take that same approach with my youngest daughter, Zoe, 
She's crying. I get in trouble. Uh, she gets in trouble because she likes to make the crying linger on and on. What we have to do as parents, and what I'm realizing as my kids get older, is that I need to love my kids how they need to be loved. I don't need to love them how I know how to love. I have to learn my children. I have to learn what makes them thrive, what, what frustrates them. Because my love, if, if I want to feel, if, when I feel love, is when somebody encourages me. They give me words of affirmation. My daughter, my first, my oldest daughter, she is words of affirmation. Noah doesn't give a rip about encouragement. What he wants is to hang out. He needs that quality time. And Zoe, my youngest daughter, she needs gifts. She gets that from her mother. Just needs presence all the time. And she feels loved. But when we learn our children, when we learn how they thrive, when we learn what frustrates them, we know how to interact with them. And this is just going to help us when it comes to putting the best possible people around our children, to influence them, to guide them, to encourage them. Learn, learn, learn your kids. So what am I doing to enhance my my child's relationship with me? Here's the second question. Second question says this. What am I doing to advance my child's relationship with God? What am I doing to advance my child's relationship with God? Now, last week, again, Kenny said, make it personal. When you take care of yourself, you're then able to take care of other people. We see that all throughout Scripture. When you take care of yourself, you've got actually things that you can pour into your child's life. If you've got an empty cup, there's nothing to pour into your child's life. Now, I know sometimes when we say, man, how are you advancing your child's relationship with God? That can seem intimidating because we're over here struggling. I'm trying to advance my life with God. How am I supposed to do that with my child? Now, here's why I love, love, love the bridge is because we love to partner with families. We love to partner with families. We love to provide student environments. We love to provide elementary age environments, preschool environments, so that we give you the best opportunity to help your child bump into Jesus, to help your child experience who God is. And we absolutely want you to partner with us in our family ministry. But here's what I also know. It can't stop there. It can't stop with you just hoping that the church will will change your child's life because we get your child about 40 minutes a week. You get them the rest of the time. That's a whole lot of minutes. That's a whole lot of hours. And so you have an incredible opportunity yourself to influence your child when it comes to their, your, their relationship with God. That's conversations on car rides, mealtime, bedtime, any time that you get, have an opportunity. Ask them questions about God. Hey, what do you think about this story? Or what do you think about that? Let them ask you questions about God. And guess what? Even if you don't know the answer, become a team and try to f- figure it out together. And if you don't know, you can email Kurt Lawson at thebridge.me, and I'm sure he'll help you out, okay? But listen, it's just an incredible way to help your child advance them because the more they know about God, the more, the more they realize that God has a big plan for their lives. In fact, look at what Proverbs says in, in 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So whether it's in your marriage, lean on God. Whether it's in your career, lean on God. And especially when it comes to your children, lean on God. And watch Him show up so big in the plans that He has for you and the plans that He has for your children. Okay, here's the third question. Third question is this. What am I doing to influence my child's relationship outside the home? 
This is what we're talking about today. This is what we're talking about when it comes to widening the circle. What am I doing to influence my child's relationships outside the home? And the first thing that comes to my mind is that is your child in a small group? Is your child in a small group? And I know some of you infant parents out there are thinking, uh, my child just learned to hold up his head. I don't know about a small group leader. What I love about the bridge is that whether your child is an infant or a senior in high school, they're surrounded by small group leaders. Now, I was a student pastor for a while here, and I've been on the family team for a while, and we have the absolute best leaders when it comes to our family team, and they are ready to meet you. Yes, they are investing in your children, but here's, do you know your child's small group leader's name? Do you have their phone number? Do you have their email? They're willingly hanging out with other people's kids, and we're not even paying them. These are people that you definitely want to get to know. Do you know your child's small group leader? Now, do you know who your child's friends are? That's another big part of, of influencing their outside relationships outside of your home. Do you know who their friends are? Because the, here's the truth about it. That makes a huge difference. That does determine the quality and direction of their life. Because look what, look what Proverbs 13.20 says. Proverbs 13.20 says this. It's simple. Walk with the wise and become wise. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, I can always tell when my kids are hanging out with the right crowd and when they're hanging out with the wrong crowd. Now, usually when they're hanging out with the wrong crowd, they've picked up little habits and a little vocabulary and they like to come home. And my son Noah, he might come home after hanging out with a group and he disrespects his mom. He's going to suffer harm. That's just how it goes in our house. And then we're going to have a conversation. Well, all right, well, why do you think you said that? You don't normally talk like that to her. You don't normally say things like that. Why do you think that? Let me just tell you this. It is okay to ask your, your kid questions. It is okay to have a conversation with your child. It is okay to set up guardrails for your child. I know sometimes when we're thinking, well, I don't want them hanging out with this group, but I don't want to come across as, as judgmental or rude. You don't have to be. Here's how I used to explain friendships when I was in student ministry. I used to explain it like this. If for some of you grandparents in the room or, you know, Older people, you're going to have to go back in the memory bank, okay? Go back in the memory bank and remember the lunchroom at school. Remember the cafeteria at school. You've got a bunch of round tables. You've got groups of friends that are paired up. The lunchroom is noisy. You can't hear every conversation that's going on. But you know who you can hear and who you can understand? Those people who are sitting closest to you. The people who are loudest in your life, the people who are loudest in your child's life are sitting the closest to them. Their best friends are the loudest influence in their lives outside of you. So whoever is sitting closest is going to influence your child the most. Now, you don't have to remove a kid from the table, but maybe that child that's influencing your kid and you don't like the way that their direction is going, you don't like how they're talking now when they hang out with this particular child, Maybe you don't kick them off the table, but maybe they just move down a couple seats so that they're not the loudest voice in your child's life. It's so key to evaluate who your children are hanging out with. And is it improving the quality of their life or are they getting in trouble and suffering harm because it does happen? Now, when we're enhancing our child's relationship with us, we're advancing their relationship with God and we're trying to influence them because so we understand this third truth here. The third truth says this. It says, there will come a time when you and your child need another adult in their lives besides you. Let me say that again, okay? 
There will come a time when you and your child will need another adult in their lives besides you. Someone who is speaking truth into their lives, saying the same things that you're saying. A trustworthy person that you know, that you trust, that is speaking into your child's life, but they're just saying it differently because we know what we're going to say to our kids. We know what we say. We want to improve their character. We want the, to make the wise choice. We want them to thrive. We want them to succeed. And we say certain things to get them to try to act and to persuade them to live a certain way. And then what happens? They go off to camp or they go to church or they're in, in, involved in sports and they come home all excited saying, Dad, Dad, man, I was talking to my small group leader this week. He says I should really have respect for myself and start cleaning my room. So you know what? I'm really going to start doing that. And I'm just looking back like, um, I've been telling you that since you could walk. But watch this. Here's the difference. They had just heard the same truth that I've been trying to put into them for years. But they heard it differently. Because they didn't hear it from the authority of a parent or from the mouth of a peer. They heard it in a different way from another influence. Another influencer who's telling them the same things that you are as a parent, but just telling them a little bit differently. They just hear it a little bit differently because it's not mom or dad or because it's not a buddy that they don't even really respect. And here's the other avenue about putting adults in your child's life is that it changes their mentality from a me mentality to a we mentality. Because what children need is they do need the, the, the unconditional love, the unconditional acceptance of a family, but they also need a tribe who is investing in them, giving them a sense of belonging, giving them purpose, giving them mission. Because once you give a child a sense of belonging, that they're on a part of a team, their view goes well beyond themselves. And now they don't want to just change their world, they want to change the whole world. And they want to be a part of a team and their self-esteem, their self-worth, their sense of belonging, sense of belonging skyward goes so much, so much higher. And they are now motivated, they're mobile, and they are determined to reach their goals, to strive and to thrive. So here's the question. How wide is your circle of influence? I don't care how old your child is, you need to start as soon as you can. I just recently got a text message this week from, from a, a friend. She, she said, hey, I just want you to know I put you down as an emergency contact. And I texted right back and said, well, I've been putting y'all down for some time now, so it's just assumed. Do you have people in your life that you trust, that your kids trust, that your kids know? They know that those adults love them, that they value them. Who are those adults in your life? Because if you don't have those adults in your kids' lives, their life is going to be awful. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But here's what I want to do this week. I want to help us all widen that circle. Widen the circle of influence that we can put in our child's life. And listen, if you don't have children, here's where you get to be a part. Maybe you get to be a resource for some friends that you have that are actually parents. Now, I would really suggest you keep trying to influence your, your friends' kids. Don't just go up to perfect strangers telling them that you want to influence their kids because that's a little creepy. But you have an incredible opportunity to be a resource for parents that you know that are in your life. But here's what I want us to do this week. I want to give you a little bit of homework, okay? A little bit of homework that helps you put the best people around each child that you have that can encourage them to make the wise choice and in increase the quality of their life. Now, here's the first thing you need to do. First thing you need to do, make a list. Make a list of names of people that you trust, that you feel they will be really good for my oldest born. They will be really good for my middle child. They will be really good for my baby or however many kids you have. 
The first person that I would suggest putting on that list is your child's small group leader. If you don't know who that is, get in touch with our family team and they will tell you and they will give you their phone number. They will give you their email. Put them on there. But man, come up with your list. And the second point is this. Talk with your child about the list. Show them the list of names that you've come up with. Get their feedback. Do they have people that aren't on your list? And be ready for them to look at certain names on that list and say, I don't really connect with them or I don't really understand them. Just scratch it off and start over. But just talk about so that you are on the same page with your child as what's going on on that list. And the third thing is this, most importantly, pray. Pray for the people that are on that list. Pray for opportunities that you might have conversations with them that you would love for them to partner with you and your family in influencing your child that they would come alongside and they would say, well, what are you expecting me to do? Just say, listen, I would just love for you to share, share spiritual truths, share live truths, because I know I'm doing that and I know you're gonna say the same thing, but you're gonna say it in a way that might connect with them a little differently. And just pray for those people. Pray for those people that they would come alongside you and join with you in what you're, what you're doing as a parent. Now, listen, you are still the biggest influence when it comes to your child's life, but you're not the only one. And we as a, a church community at, at the bridge, we love partnering with parents. That's why Kenny last week, he, he showed us that think orange mentality where you've got the heart and love of the family, the red, partnering with the light of the church, the yellow, red and yellow. What do they do? They make orange. And we love two combined influences. We love those influences because we know that they're so much more powerful than just two separate influences. And that's why we love partnering with parents. We love coming alongside of you to allow to have the best opportunity for your child to bump into Jesus, to see God's character, and to surround them with other students who are thinking the same way. So how are you widening the circle? How are you widening the circle of influencers in your child's life? Because the goal of widening the circle is to put adults in place before your child needs them so that, that when they do need them in those moments, they're already there. They're there to help with the pain. They're, held, they're there to help with the, the heartbreak, to, to celebrate the big moments, to be there for the milestones, to just have so many different memories that, that your child feels like, man, I have a tribe. I have a community of people who are for me, who love me, who value me. And watch how God uses that community. Because remember when we, when we talked about Deuteronomy 6, that was Old Testament. That's God addressing his, his people. Hear, O Israel, everyone. Well, here on this side of it, we also have a big community, all because of Jesus. And if you're watching today and you say, well, I don't really know if I'm a part of a community. The church community is an incredible love community that you're going to experience forgiveness. You're going to experience joy. And the first step in becoming a part of that community is trusting in Jesus for the very first time. And all that is, is just saying, Jesus, I've disobeyed you. I've sinned. I, I, I don't know how to figure this life out. I can't do it on my own. I need you, Jesus. Please forgive me and please make me a part of your family. And you know what he says? Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome to our community and watch how God puts people in your life. Watch how God puts people in your kid's life and how we might be able to just go forward and change the world, further God's kingdom, because we are one community and we are constantly looking to widen the circle. Hey, let me pray for us real quick. God, thank you 
for how you've created things, how you've created relationships, how you've created friendships, how you've created community. God, I pray that whoever is watching, that we would all just try to widen our circle, that we would put people in our children's lives that can influence them, that can encourage them, that can give them value, give them a sense of belonging, God, and that you would uh, make that clear. God, make that clear. Make that clear to us. Make it clear to our children. Because, Father, we want to raise our children how you've commanded us to. We want to, to have love in our family, and we want to send them off when they've graduated high school or whenever they leave the house with a mission, with a purpose, God, that you have given them. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for families. Thank you for our children. Jesus, we love you, and it's your name that we pray. Amen.